Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Sounds different, doesn't it, people? That's because we're doing a different episode today. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast Field Trip. Woo! Yeah. I'm Corey Kingston. I'm driving. Hope I don't get a ticket, Funky Phil. You want me to hold that? It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to do a podcast and, you know, I don't have a computer in front of me. I, you know, I don't know. Um, anyways, we are taking a field trip today. Um, and our field trip destination is Aquarian Drumheads. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah, that you hear sitting in the passenger seat, just flipping through his phone, Instagramming it up. It's the one. It's the only. Fantastic. Filthy Fallbrook. Funky Phil Pardell. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> what it is, Funky Phil. What it is. It is good. It is great. I see the ocean right now. Yeah, I see the ocean. Driving by Camp Pendleton. Yep. Um, I am... Uh, it's it's rough for me today, Funky Phil. It's rough for me today. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm excited to go to Aquarian, kind of. <laughs> uh, I feel like absolute dog crap right now. Purely, purely sick. Uh, I've been sick for the last two weeks, Funky Phil. Thank you very much for that. Hundred percent got it from you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, we're gonna get into all that uh, before we do. Uh, it's the Drum Brigade podcast, as I mentioned, episode seventy-one, field trip day, going to Aquarian Drumheads, and uh, the Drum Brigade. You know, you can listen to this podcast on all the platforms you get your podcasts. On, I'm not going to list them because you can just also go to our website, drumbrigade.com, and you can see them all right there, or you can just listen and download from our website. We do have uh, merchandise, we have all that kind of jazz too uh, t shirts, phone covers, socks, mugs, all kinds of things that you can um, support your drum community and support the drum brigade and be a part of the brotherhood of drums and uh what else funky phil uh me and you have websites yep. coreykingston.com a day in the life of a drummer on there you can watch me vlog it up uh philpardell.com p-h-i-l-p-a-r-d-e-l-l.com lessons and all that stuff um and you can hire us for lessons. You can check us out where we're playing. Actually, you can't see where I'm playing. If you want to just hit me up, use the contact form, all that stuff. If you have listener questions, you want to just talk to us, whatever, just use the contact form, drumbrigade.com or one of our websites, one of our websites.com, and just like go, go just see what we're all about. All right, people? Um, it's a beautiful day. We're not going. We're not in San Diego. We're not in Pimp City. We're driving up to Tustin, Orange County, to go to Aquarian Drumheads. Chatted up with Chris, Brady, and all the rest of the crew. And me and Phil also need to get some drumheads. I'm gonna get a drumhead for my snare. Funky Phil is getting trying to figure out what kick drum head he's gonna get. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. Uh, we got a lot of catching up to do. Funky Phil went on a little like. A very little, just a tiny little <laughs> no-name tour. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I try to make. I try to. I just try to minimize it and make it sound like you know nothing. Phil was on. Was it a tour, Phil, or was it just like a one at one at one off? Run. It was just a little run. We we went to Vegas and the Mammoth. Dang, lucky. Crazy. Um, all right, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about gigs. I got so many soapboxes today. I can't even contain myself. I'm fed up, people. Fed up. All right, Phil. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, we're back. Yeah. Camp Pendleton to my right and my left. The ocean to my left. And, uh, yeah, it's just a nice field trip, Phil. Nice field trip. It's a beautiful day today. It is indeed a beautiful day today. <laughs> um, you wouldn't think so talking to me, Phil. I'm in a mood. You are in a mood. I'm in a just a salty mood right now. I feel like absolute bird poop, dude. I'm like so effing sick right now. Sorry. I'm actually not as bad as I was, but it's like coming back. I don't know if it's allergies. I don't know what it is, but dude, after last week's show, I said, if you want me to get on a soapbox, I better not get sick. Wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. If you don't want me on a soapbox, I better not get sick. I got, I pretty much died last week. <laughs> I pretty much died after our show. Dude, I left your house. I felt it like, oh boy, let me just like vitamin up, vitamin up. And then I, I don't remember what I did, but I had lessons and whatever. And then the next day, Tuesday, I decided, or I had a gig. I was like feeling like crap all day, kind of. So I'm like, I I think I'm not that sick. I think I can make it. Went to the gig. I don't want to miss out on that money. You know what I'm saying, Phil? Yeah. And so I went to the gig. I was like, oh, boy. As soon as I got there, I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy. And I get out of the car, and I'm just like, I can do this. I can do this. Mind over matter. Let's go. You're a man. Do it for Kobe. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I get in the gig, play the first set. I'm like, guys, no, no, no. Actually, what am I saying? I was on the way to the gig. I was going to get there exactly on time. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to be late. I need to go to the pharmacy. I'm not feeling good. Go to the pharmacy. Get my. I'm like, I don't even care if I'm late to this gig. I don't even care. I was like 40 minutes late to this stupid gig. And I'm just like, dude, dying. Nothing's helping. I almost puked outside. I didn't. It's really hard for me to puke. Eddie V's, yeah. Um... I almost puked. I didn't puke, but I almost did. <laughs> and I'm like, I, the third, the second set, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like sweating. I'm feeling like I'm getting a fever. I have like these weird, like, not visions, but like kind of like weird <laughs> feelings when I get a fever. I, I don't know. I've had it since I was a little kid. And I'm like, I feel like a fever is coming on. And then third set, I tell the manager, like, hey, I pull her over to the drums. I'm like, hey, I'm not feeling good. I feel like I'm fighting a fever. I think I got to go. And I didn't even finish my sentence. She's like, please leave. Please go. She's like, I was sick as a dog last week. I'm not even trying to get that again. You shouldn't even have come. Just go. And I, like, shut it down. Left. 
and uh, got home, was immediately like under the covers, shivering, just stomach, just you name it, just like as sick as a dog. Woke up in the middle of the night, like feeling like I'm going to pass out and throw up and like everything else. Ended up on the bathroom floor, just like laying there, like sweating my face off. And just slept there for like an hour and then, oh God, dude, it's horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. I was donezo for a week. Um, and then I didn't go, I didn't go to the gig the next day. Um, and I was like, Hey Phil, can you cover me tonight, man? I'm really not feeling good. And you were leaving for your tour, your little run, your very little run. (laughs) Uh, uh, Border Patrol. All right, there you go. Don't come after me, bro. I'm just speaking into a microphone. Oh, boy, he's turning. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, he's just crossing the fi- the freeway. Go stay over there, dude. Funky Phil looks Mexican with his cool guy jacket on. I do? No. Is that what they're after? Are they after Mexicans or just foreigners? I don't know, man. I, don't I thought you Border Patrol. I thought you did, Phil. All right, anyways, uh, I pulled through, canceled my lessons Friday, and then I pulled through a little bit, played my gig on Saturday, which is a soapbox, Okay. but a funny gig. Funny gig. Yeah. (laughs) Coming back to that. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that. I don't know if you can hear Funky Phil, because I'm holding this thing right next to my mouth, and Funky Phil, like, like, say something, Phil? What up? See, I can't put it to his face close fast enough. All right, anyways, we're working it out. We're working this thing out. I'm still working on it. Oh, there's some boobs on the side of the road. Santa Nofre. Yeah, Santa Nofre. Santa Nofre. Nuclear power. I heard that thing is, like, not even nuclear anymore. It's just there for looks. Yeah, they shut it down. Some kind of safety issue. Yeah. Um, When 9-11 happened, I remember driving by here. I used to live out here. And um, there was just, like, helicopters hovering right in front, like, in the ocean, like, hovering over there, like, making sure, no, and they had, like, they were, like, fighter helicopters or whatever, so they had, like, machine guns on them, like, if anything popped out of the ocean or anything popped, like, tried to fly over here, they were going to shoot that mug down. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, played my gig, basically sweated my face off the whole time, like, just, I had... I think two or three Trenta, Trente, whatever they are, ice green teas to try to like give me the energy to get through this gig. And I made it, but it was rough. And then I was like kind of plateauing after that. And then today I woke up and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, it's back. It's back. And I feel like crap again today. Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of how it went down for me last week. I did play some gigs. I will get into that after we hear from Funky Philadelphia Phil. How did your week go? How was the run, Funky Phil? Here you go. I get the, I get control. Yeah. Now I control the microphone. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. It was a lovely couple weeks. I had a lot of fun recording you. Did you have fun? You didn't even say that. You didn't mention you recorded yeah. at my house and stuff. 
I was just stressed out trying to get it done so I can get back to my lessons. I had like an hour and a half to get this all dialed, and so we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I thought it was fun. Corey came over, and uh, I had all my stuff set up for him and everything. Knocked it out. I said that. Knocked it out real quick. No. <laughs> oh, my dinger's on. Um, anyway, yeah, it was super fun. Corey tracked. He sounded great, as you would expect. Yeah, right. And uh, I wiped my table down. Nope. I don't know how you got sick at my house. You didn't even see my children. Could have got that anywhere, I think. Everybody had that nope. bug, fool. Nope. Everybody had it. None of my friends had it. I did. Phil, hold on a second. Give me this. Why are your kids always sick, Phil? Your kids are always sick. Are your kids sick right now? No. Home from school? No. Yes, they are, Phil. You know they are. Your kids are always sick. Get that back, oh, fool. Shoot. All right. All of you who, are, who actually have children out there understand that kids get sick, especially in the winter, especially if they go to school and daycare. Anyway... They're not always sick, Corey. That's fake news, Phil. You're fake news. Um, no, it was good. And I, I went on a, a run with the Cassie B Band to Las Vegas, which is crazy. And then uh, we went to Mammoth Mountain and played played some shows up there in and the hung snow? out in the snow. Yeah. Did you go snowboarding? I did not. Some of the other guys did. And... Uh, they, they had fun, but I did not do that. And it was my birthday. Dang. 40? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm a 36 now. That's it? Yeah. I think you're younger than my brother. I'm 36. You're younger than my brother. Yeah. And Dang. It, it was a good week. And now I'm back here. And we're going to Aquarian Drumming! I would honk the horn, but people are getting scared. Burr, burr, burr. All right, you want that back? Soapbox time. Bruh. I ain't trying to hear that right now. This soapbox is brought to you by the Drum Brigade. Oh, yeah. DrumBrigade.com for everything that you want. We sponsor ourselves, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, we sponsor ourselves. I'm not going to get on a soapbox about this show and our listeners and lack thereof, Phil. I've already been on one. I've been giving Phil an earful. You'd think it was his fault. I was just yelling, just yelling at you. That's what I'm here for. Gosh, just beating you up with words, dude. But there is a lot of frustration with me right now this morning with our sponsors, with our show, with our numbers. Not gonna get on that. A completely different soapbox. Let's just move on. Okay? Sorry, sorry. You get me worked up. I can't go down that path because then it's just the whole show's over and I'm talking about that the whole time. Yeah. Alright, like I said, we're going to Aquarian. We're still a little ways away, so I'm gonna get on a soapbox about what happened to me on this gig on last Saturday. Schmucky Metals band. Uh I'm heading, I'm I'm going to this gig. It's downtown and it's called the Ultimate Press Box. On the roof of this building, looking down at Petco Park, 
you're like got a perfect view of Petco Park. Wow. It's amazing. Just amazing. But I walk in and I'm like, huh, that doesn't look like a baseball field. And last week was Supercross. So this week, I think it's monster trucks. What? <laughs> it was like pure monster truck day, dude. Oh, that sounds rad. Yeah, it was. Uh, so immediately I'm like a 10-year-old kid just like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Monster trucks tonight? Oh, boy. Like super happy. But then I have this thing about me, guys. Like, like if you know me, you know. I love when things like take a catastrophic turn for the worse, but they don't involve me. So like, I'll give you a scenario. Like you're at a wedding and some drunk guy like bumps into a table, the table falls over, a candle lights all the flowers on fire and the whole wedding burns down. I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, like filled with excitement because it doesn't involve me, but this thing went sideways. What happened? I love when stuff like that happens, Phil. What happened? Okay, well, nothing like that happened. But I walked in, and I'm like, do these people realize how loud monster trucks are? Nice. Do they realize how loud, like brutally loud, monster trucks are? I've never seen, I've never been to a monster truck show. Dude, part of the, like, appeal, okay... Like they don't they don't smash things anymore. They just like jump and like. But the the biggest thrill of the the night is they're they're like life size toys, but they're extremely loud. Very very like you have to wear ear protection if you have a little kid, you know. So I'm like the wedding is outside. You know we're inside, but it's one of these places where the sliding the the doors all slide open. You know. Yeah. And uh. So it's like kind of an open air venue kind of thing. And so I'm like, guys, it's about to be like ridiculous in here. And they have a wedding going on. Okay. So I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait for this to go down. I know what's going to happen and it is not going to be my fault and I don't care. Okay. Well, anyways, the soapbox is about this stupid wedding planner. This wedding planner... uh, Dude, I have a big real problem with these stinking wedding planners, dude. They're all the same most of the time. This one in particular was like the rest of them. Just up our butts all night. Like, just hassling us from the beginning. Are you guys going to be ready to play at 5 o'clock? Is everybody here? You're supposed to be set up by 4 like, where is everybody at? Is there, like, the whole time. Okay, I get there with enough time to set up, but the rest of the band is having trouble finding parking because there's a freaking monster truck rally going on downstairs. Anyways, uh, so the keyboard player, the bass player aren't there yet, and it's like 3.50. Where's the, she's like, where's the rest of the guys? Where's the rest of the band? Are they going to be, re- well, guests are going to be coming in at 4. I'm like, I don't know, girl, just worry about yourself. I'm here. Like, I don't know. I'm not their, I'm not their keeper. Like, I don't know what they're doing. She's asking me, well, are the rest of the guys going to be here? I'm like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) ask somebody that cares, dude. Like, I don't know. And like, she's like, okay. So I point to the other guy. The other guy's like, uh, yeah, they should be here. Um, they get there late. 
They get there like at four. And then she's like, do you want to put your stuff away? Can you put your stuff away? There's guests coming in. She just, she just won't leave us alone. Okay. Um, the singers always come late. Like if downbeat's at five, they'll come at like 445. Right. Cause they just have to walk in with the mic set up, whatever. They don't have to be there at five, at four o'clock to set up. She's asking me again. Well, there's supposed to be six people. I only see four. Where's the rest of the people? That's in your band. How many people are supposed to be playing? Again, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> don't care. And she's like, I'm like, I'm here. So why are you talking to me? I'm here. You want to talk to the singers? Call them. You know, I don't know though. And so she's like, well, where are the singers? Are the singers going to be here? Again, I don't know. <laughs> Go talk to that guy. I don't know. And so she goes and talks to that guy. That guy's like, yeah, they should be here. Okay. Cut forward. It's like 450, 4.45, 4.40. We're supposed to start playing at 5, cocktail hour. She's like, I'm, st- I'm standing like next to my drums. Hey, I'm just making sure you guys are going to be ready to go at 5. Yep. Standing right here. Ready to go. Comes back at 4.50. Are you guys going to be ready to go in 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, still standing here. The singers are here now, right? Um, I think one of them is. But he, <laughs> he doesn't have to play Cocktail Hour. So they're, they don't even play until 6. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, it's 4.55. Okay, just coming back to make sure you guys are ready to play in five minutes. I'm like, I'm as, I'm as ready as I was 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm still ready. <laughs> still ready. Like, nothing's changed. I'm going to be ready in three minutes if you come back, you know, in two minutes, okay? Or in three minutes. I'm going to be ready to play in... I'm just going to be ready to play, lady. Just calm yourself. (laughs) She comes back. I'm sitting behind the drums. You guys are going to be ready to play in one minute, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, lady. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, we start playing at five. Go figure. Like, we weren't reminded 50 times. We start playing, all right, whatever. Okay, cut forward to It's go time The monster trucks are ready to start It's go time with the wedding too They're like it's We're, we're knee deep in some speeches The groom is giving his speech Or the best man is giving his speech And he's just like You know, we've known each other since we were little kids And uh, we, we've um, You know, I, I always knew that you would Grow to be a, a just a great man Whatever he's saying Whatever sappy thing he's saying Bro, it's opening ceremonies for this monster truck thing, dude. Every monster truck that's in the thing has started his engine and is just like rolling around the stadium like whoop, 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 whoop. Like, dude, 14 monster trucks are, are like rolling around the stadium just revving their engines on purpose, dude. Dude. Like the sliding glass doors. The sliding glass doors are fully open, dude. Fully open. It's just the San Diego nighttime air. And 14 monster trucks all at the same time. There's fireworks. There it's just pandemonium, dude. Just (laughs) full on. Like all the way around. It's ridiculously loud, dude. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Speech time? It's in the middle of his speech. In the middle. Dude, the wedding planner 
loses her freaking mind, dude. She's <laughs> losing her mind. Like I cannot even tell you. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot even tell you how much she's losing her mind, dude. She's. She doesn't even know what to do. She's trying to put the sliding glass door things like back in place to shut the doors, but she can't do it fast enough. She's. She's yelling at people. She's just losing it, dude. She's losing it. She doesn't know what to do. You would think it's our fault. She comes up to us. She's physically, like physically pushing us, like grabbing us, pushing us. She's like, back inside. She's like yelling at us. And then she, she like literally, I mean, I'm talking like shoves Anthony Smith. What? Pushes him. She's like, get back inside. And, and, and like Anthony's like, oh, we're... All of us are just like, whoa, look at it, it's monster trucks. And then this happens. She comes over to me, dude, you know me. Like, do not touch me, dude. She comes over to me and like put like grabs my grabs me, grabs my arm, and she's like, back inside. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, don't touch me, don't touch. And she's like trying to like grab me. And I'm like, hands in the air, like, don't touch me. Do not touch me. And then she's like, Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Just back inside, back inside. And I'm like, all you have to do is say, can you please come back inside? You don't have to do that. Stop touching me. I'm like, relax. And she's just like, it's, dude, chaos, chaos. <laughs> so I go back inside. Groom is still like, people are looking around like, what is going on? Womp, and like, yeah, womp. it's just whoop, 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 like outside, just nuts. <laughs> And so I go back inside and like, they're just like, they're just, they don't know what to do. The groom is still talking. You can't hear him, dude. You can't hear him. Or the, the, the best man. All you hear is freaking grave digger and like whatever the truck's name is. Grave yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Grave digger oh. was there. Yeah. Maximum destruction or whatever. Like, grave oh. digger. yeah, yeah. They're all just, they're having a good old time. So there's a window right behind me. I'm watching the monster truck. I have a crick in my neck. Because I'm watching monster trucks the whole time I'm playing, dude. Uptown Funk, I'm missing cymbals. I'm hitting rim shots. I don't care, dude. I'm watching dudes jump things. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I just can't wait to go on break so I can watch more monster trucks, dude. Sounds like the best gig ever. Dude. Why is this a soapbox? I don't know, because that stupid lady was like... Such a nightmare grabbing me. What do you think? Who do you think you are grabbing me? Don't touch me. I don't even know you, lady. Anyways, dude, we could not get on break. And then we're on break five minutes. I'm eating, dude, this, the, another soapbox is the food at this wedding. It's like chicken and brisket, of course. I'm like, is there a vegetarian option? They're like, uh, no, not really. I'm like, sweet. I guess I'll just eat this tortilla. So she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll put something together. She like literally put together like fries, a tortilla. I made like a French fry tortilla, hummus, and like red bell pepper, not cooked, raw, taco. That was my dinner. That's bad. <laughs> it was, I took a picture of it. It's really horrible. And then I had like a, about three to five minutes to start trying to eat it before the wedding planner's like, okay, can you guys go back on now? And I'm like... No, I'm eating a freaking French fry bell pepper taco here. Um, can we, like, eat? We need you guys to go back on. The speeches are almost done. I'm just like, unbelievable, this girl. 
We go back on. We take another break, like three to five minutes. Can you guys go back on? We're ready to go back on. So this was the night that I was like dying sick, right? Like I was, I was, I've been in bed for a week straight and I'm sweating. And we did like, like some of these wedding gigs or whatever, you know, like you can do like hardly any work. Like you'll play cocktail hour and then there's like all these festivities, like speeches and cake cutting and all this stuff where you'll you'll play like one 45 minute set or maybe two 45 minute sets and you're done this was like the maximum amount of work that you could possibly do it was like i played five full like hour long sets five i was just like and it was just like minimal breaks and then there's finally like at one point the monster trucks are in full effect and they're DJ like Eric is DJing, like or just playing a playlist. The dance floor is full of people dancing bec- to his DJ set, and so she comes out. Okay, are you guys gonna be ready to play? And we like we'd been on break for like a few minutes, and uh, Anthony literally was like, "Hey, I'm trying to watch like the deputy dog like do this race real quick, <laughs> like whatever." The t- <laughs> she's like, "What?" And then Eric's like, you know, you know what? We're going to take a break. He, she's, he's like, we've played like a lot of sets and they're dancing to the, to the DJ. So I'll just keep the, the music going. We need to take a break. She's like, okay, well, as soon as you guys are ready, like we'd like to have you guys on as soon as possible. And I'm just like, this lady, this lady needs to cool down. Anyways, it ended up being cool because of the monster trucks. But I got my wish of like pure pandemonium things going sideways just like I said would what would happen when I first got there and it wasn't my fault even though the lady tried to grab me and act like it was that's my soapbox I ain't trying to hear that right now dude that was that was a doozy whop 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 like so awesome like when does that ever happen you know like <laughs> When does that... It's just, like, stuff like that. People don't get to experience things like we get to experience, like... Oh, that's hilarious. I've always... You know, I've always wanted to go to a monster truck show. Yeah. I've never been into trucks or any of that stuff, but for some reason, I've just... Since I was a little kid, I've been like, I kind of want to go to one. Your boys would love it, man. They would love it. Um, when when Milo grows up a little bit more, you should take him. It's like... They would, they would probably... I don't know if Felix would love it. He doesn't like loud noise. No, he doesn't, but... He, got like earmuffs you know yeah put earmuffs on i brought my little my brother-in-law he's not little anymore but when we were when we were when i was dating my wife maybe we were just married but i brought him when he was like seven he's like not into trucks at all but he was like him and his buddy loved it they just could not wait like they were bored for a little while and then then when they got into like the freestyle stuff or whatever they just start jumping and flipping and stuff they loved it but it was like it's funny man i've I've been to, I'm not like, I'm not into monster trucks or anything, but, um, I've been to them like a lot. My dad used to work for Anheuser-Busch, like basically Budweiser and they used to sponsor all those. So when I was a kid, we used to go all the time. Like my dad would get free, like VIP tickets. And, uh, it was fun, man. It was like, when I was a kid, it was really fun. It was like, I mean, it's, it's basically a show for the kids. It's not, I don't think it's like. I don't, I don't think it's rigged or anything, but it is kind of convenient that Gravedigger wins all the time. Does you know? he win all the time? I, he won that night. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, but... Wait, how do you win? It's a, is it a race? First, they race. 
it's like bracket racing, like one-on-one. And then it's just a stupid little... I mean, the stadium's only so big, you know, and these are monster trucks. So they just, like, basically do a jump, go in a circle, and then, like, do another jump, and then that's it. It's, like, really... It's lame. Then they do, like, this skill test thing where they have to, like... They get, like, specific tricks that they have to do. Like, do a wheelie or, like, stand on your nose or whatever. And that was, like, super boring. And then... um, Or ride on two wheels and, like, all this stuff. Anyways, and then they do a freestyle thing. But some of them... You can tell that it's partially rigged because some of them, like, don't try at all. They just, like drive around and do a few jumps but then there's others that like go bananas like they're flipping they'll purposely crash and that like gets the audience all crazy (laughs) like you know but I was saying I was telling somebody I don't remember who I was talking to but I was like it could be better like I don't know why they don't have kind of like a somebody who like not a promoter But somebody, like, they should have a lot of stuff scripted. Like, they should do more of, like, a WWE thing and totally make it rigged. Like, totally. And then add, like, add drama between the drivers and, like, make them, like, like, you could add stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, like, have there be beef between, like... Two of the two of the trucks, two of the drivers, and one of them is mad because he took his his trick, and so he goes out during his run and he does the trick, and then he steals like, and then they get out and they start wrestling around on the ground and like. So you're saying like a, like a wrestling match, but with trucks? Yeah, but maybe not like a wrestling match, but you know how like WWE is like rigged; it's not real. Don't say what you didn't. Talking about <laughs> <laughs> like. Okay, I'm not a wrestling guy either, but, like, (laughs) they have, like, writers and stuff, like, for this stuff. And then they have, like, oh, he's, like, dating his girl now, and, like, they, they, it's, like, stuff is, they, like, break the rules, and there's storylines to follow. They could make monster trucks like that, but there's, like, storylines, and there's, there's drama that happens, and there's rules that are being broken, and, like, instead of just having them do tricks and stuff it's like that's kind of boring it's like as the night was going on i was like this is dragging and i'm like playing a gig while i'm watching this and i'm bored (laughs) and like i'm like they should switch it up and make it more drama filled and make it more like there's storylines to follow and stuff but is there was was that giant like dinosaur robot that breathes fire and eats cars there? They don't have that stuff anymore. What? It, yeah, no, it it's sounds like half the reason I wanted to go. No, 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 they don't have that crap anymore. They used to do that. They used to smash cars too. And then like when I was little, they used to have just like regular cars out there. Like obviously from a junkyard, but they were just like regular cars and that was the thing. They would like drive over the cars and smash them. Yeah, and then do that. No, and then so that was like part of the thing. You'd see these monster trucks like destroy all these like station wagons and stuff. Then when I went like years ago, like probably like like fourteen years ago or something, they had junkyard cars out there, but they were all painted the same color, and they and like they had like a like. I don't know, like, some of them were all blue and some of them were all green, and then they took all the windows out and stuff, 
So it's just like a shell of a car, but the, the monster trucks would still smash them. And they had a motorhome in there. And they would always, like, destroy the motorhome. Like, they would drive like drive over the motorhome. But they would... It would only take one person to do it, and then the motorhome was just, like, toast. It would just, like, fall apart. But I guess they got sick and tired of, like, cleaning up all the debris. Because, like, the, what the people don't understand is the company that puts on... The promoter that puts on these events is the same promoter for, like... They're called Feld Entertainment. <clears throat> they're the same ones that do... They do monster trucks. They do supercross. They do circuses. They do, like, all kinds of stuff. So they, they get a contract for these stadiums. And that's why supercross and monster trucks are kind of, like, one's the weekend after the other. Because there's already dirt in the field. That makes sense? So, so they'll build, like, the supercross track out of dirt. And then they'll flatten it all and make, like, monster truck jumps and stuff for the next weekend but then the next weekend supercross might come back so if there's like car parts in the dirt that makes it difficult for supercross so they'll they they just keep it pure dirt now it's just like jumps and stuff they don't even have cars out there and so but they also don't like they're selling out the stadiums just based on monster trucks they don't need like any uh, extra thing like they don't need a thing that eats cars like a giant robot that eats cars and like blows fire like they don't need that anymore was it sold out it was packed it was packed dude i mean i was looking above the stadium but it was packed out like packed out and you know what's funny like walking around the city like when i was loading my drums in there's fools that are into this there's fools that are like grown fools that are straight into it like wearing their favorite drivers shirt like and these look like i'm not talking about like hillbillies i'm talking about like regular (laughs) fools dude that look like they are like like we would see them at nam show or whatever like regular fools wearing like their favorite monster truck shirt damn yeah and they're just in it they're just like they're yeah they're ready to go they're like they can't wait for tonight yeah that whole thing so that ain't me. People think that's me because I'm into Supercross. Supercross is an actual like skilled sport, and it's actual like athletes. You have to train for it, and it takes skill and whatever. You still think I'm like a 909 bro, whatever. You can think what you want, but I like that sport. All right, anyways, let's talk drumheads, Phil. We've been talking about monster trucks. Like, what does this show come to? They are. They. Are. It is cool. I would like to drive one someday, but whatever. Yeah, we're almost to Aquarian, though, right? Yeah. Let's talk about drum heads. I need to get a new drum head for a snare. I'm trying to get a 40 ply. Um, drum head? Yeah. 40 ply. No, drum no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get a snare drum head for my 40 ply. I think I'm going with the modern vintage. Those are great. Yeah, 14 inch crack, crackalicious. Yeah, I like the coating. It's great for brushes. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Huh, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll get a couple of those. Try it on a couple other heads. Yeah, I've got to admit, I'm tempted to get modern vintage on my toms and stuff, too. It won't sound good, Phil. It'll sound too plasticky. You think? Yeah, it's going to sound like jazz toms. No, they make the two-ply ones, and they make deep vintage, which are like two 10-mil-ply. No. Yeah. Yeah, but those are still, still going to sound too plasticky, I'm telling you. All right, try it. Go for it. I don't care. Shoot, it's your drums. I'm probably going to stick with the Super 2s because I really like them. See, the Super 2s don't... 
they don't work for I, I think I would want a Super 2 on my 10 inch rack but I love my, my Tom setup response 2's on the high Toms force 10's on the low Toms super kick 10 on the kick yeah no pillow just a felt on the batter head yeah low boy beater combo oh boy you can't you can't touch that combo that's a good setup you like you liked my drums when you played them the other day right yeah but that but they're they sound good but they're not me they're you they're like thinner sounding toms thinner sounding toms um and then the kick drum is way too boomy for me boomy oh well, i didn't have anything in it that day do you have a felt on the front no you need that phil no that's a, it's actually a <laughs> that head is already super dead it uh preston gets special made preston resonant head he gets like uh it's a super kick modern it's a super kick deep vintage yeah, or it's, it's a yeah. It's okay, a, it's a deep vintage that then they make it with like the felt ring on it, like a super kick. Yeah, and it's ported, so it's already dead as hell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got more. Yeah, it's more than just a felt thing on it. That's dope. Um, I'm not getting he- tom heads. I need to get an 18 inch kick drum head. I should have brought my 18 inch kick drum, but oh well. I just need to get like a vintage looking. Probably gonna get a modern vintage on the the resonant head. No, on the batter head. And then get something on the resonant head. I don't know. I want it to look... I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I need kick drum heads. There's all kinds of things I need. Um, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of questions. But the most important thing is I want to start using that 40-ply again. I've never been able to find the right drum head for it. So I'm, I know that the modern vintage is going to sound dope. I'm just pretty much sold on that. I'm like... I know that's probably not the combo you would use. I've used so many so many different heads on that snare. It's a 40 ply maple snare spawn, and I used uh, yes, that's right, 40 ply, 40 ply. You want to see it? Go watch my video. That is all about all my snare drums. Um, anyways, I uh, I uh, I've tried a force 10 on that snare. I've tried a response two on that snare. I've I've tried a bunch of different things on that snare. Nothing seems to work. And then I got a modern vintage on another snare, and I was like, oh, this might be the sound that I'm looking for. So I'm going to attempt that today. Hopefully Eric Moore, Moore is there. If Eric Moore is there, I'm going to get him in a headlock, all right, Phil? <laughs> I don't even care. I'm going to just... What if you did it, though? What if you did it? Like, hey, man, what's up? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Boom, headlock. <laughs> what would he do? What would he do? I don't know. He might... I don't know. I don't know the guy, so... I don't know him either. I'm saying, like, what could you do? You couldn't do anything. You would just be like, what is this fool getting me in a headlock? Yeah, I don't know. He's pretty big, dude. Yeah. He's fast, too. You know he's fast. Oh, he's super fast. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I'm willing to try it. I'm taking one for the team. I might get socked. Yeah, like 50 times, like, super quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, people. Eric Moore's there, headlock, 100%. Phil's still talking about... Re- respond, wait, Super 2s? Super 2s. Um, let me tell you something, Phil. If you're used to something already, and that's the sound of your kit, then you should just stick with that. Why switch it up? I don't know, I'm always curious... 
Uh, I like I like the Super Twos because they can tune up for like the jazz or something where you want a higher higher tuning on your toms. Like I don't I don't like thick two ply heads crank. They sound stupid on toms. Okay, then you got to go for the Super Twos. Super Twos are what seven mil and five mil. It's a seven and a ten, I think. Really? That's what a, that's what response twos are. I'm now got to go look it up. What about performance twos? I think that's two seven mil. That might work. Now I got to go look it up. I can't remember. I might get a performance two for my my ska snare. I might try that on this one too. I don't know. No, you're right. Yeah, super two is a five and a seven. Yeah, super two is gonna be thinner. Yeah. But it's it is not ringier. It's thinner. It's like drier and thinner. Yeah. And so like, cause I I I thought okay, two thinner head or two thinner plies, which is gonna make my snare drum ringier. So I got it for um my like ska sounding snare, and uh, that mug is not ringier. It's dry. You should just do single ply. No, it doesn't work. It's the wrong ring. Really. Yeah, it's the wrong ring. The wrong ring. So I need to... Um, so the, the best one I found so so far... The best snare drum, like, no offense to Aquarian, and this is not sponsored, but the best sound that I've ever had for that snare is the Evans G2. So the closest to the G2 is, like, the response to. It's a little bit thicker, and I don't get as much ring out of it, but it's close. And so that's what I've been using, but... I think maybe the performance. What's the performance too, Phil? That's the two ten mil. I think. Two ten mil, so that won't work either. Uh, all right, I got to try these. All right, we're pulling up to Aquarian right now, and um, we're gonna go in and holler at a bunch of people. Oh yeah, let's go. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Walking in the door. Phil's first time here. I didn't even know that. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, here we go. Wow, they got partitions now. They didn't used to have this partition, Phil. Anybody in here? Anybody in here? Anybody in here? (laughs) Hey, it's Chris Brady. Hi, guys. What's happening? Are we on... Are we on tape? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're doing a field trip podcast today. I love it. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Funky Phil, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> you guys got this blocked off for security or? Basically, because. Keep guys just, like us out, huh? When we got the message you were coming earlier. <laughs> Put it up real quick. We quickly erected this. Got it up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love it. Um, how's everything going, Chris? Everything's good. I just had a little brown rice a little minute rice because <laughs> nice. I, I wasn't sure when you were coming so i just thought i better wolf something down to get my energy level up <laughs> oh man well we're here to experience aquarian drum heads and test out um a head on that let's do it and get some heads okay and um you guys came to the right place yeah yes. think so all right let's do it oh, we're over here we're looking we're in the warehouse now um, everything is perfectly in its place. Drums are set up perfectly. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, it is definitely like as perfect as it can be straight from NAMM show, right, Phil? Yeah. 
I'm I'm in a really a weird I'm in a really weird mood today, um, Chris. I'm sorry for that. I'm I've been sick all last week, and oh. Phil's kid directly got me sick. Your directly, it's all lies. <laughs> directly, he came. He was in my house for like an hour, and he claims that he has must be my house that got him sick. One hundred percent of the like the truth is I that bet it was some random lady, <laughs> calamari. <laughs> And then came and touched rubbed her symbols. fingers all over your symbols. Probably and true. Touched your symbols. Maybe it's a combo of both, or maybe you. That squeaking that you're hearing is a spawn snare being detuned. Um, that's what spawn snares sound like. <laughs> they sound like the little fly from the movie, The Fly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna try a different head on this. I got a Focus X on there with a dot. And a tab, a T-tab, and some tape. And some duct tape. Yeah. It's, it takes a lot of work to make this snare sound good. And even, what is this? Oh, this tension rod goes oh, forever. Oh, this tension it's rod is... Story. This so tension rod is... Stopper of tension. <laughs> good Lord. It's, like, it's, is it stripped out? Drill. Yeah, it's, it's stripped, stripped out. out. No, it's, it's, it's coming now. There it is. Oh, See what I mean? It's, it's on the bottom. Like, it's... Yeah, we got problems. Goodness gracious, man. We got problems over here. What kind of heads are these? They're blank. That's some different coding we're looking for. Ah, prototypes. What? I was experimenting here. Hey, should I get a I should get a bottom head on that too, huh? Because that's an Wait, Evans. Now I have to ask. <laughs> yeah. Is this the tension that you normally have on a bottom snare head? Uh, no, but maybe that on this one. Really, be a factor <laughs> in your trouble getting this to to really respond and sound like a snare. This could be the problem. This could be an issue. <laughs> well, part of the problem is that tension rod is no, stripped. So. But not no, but look. Now that I'm on this bottom no, stair, but that's not part of the problem. <laughs> See, look at this. You see this? Yeah, but that's just one side. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. That is this so is weird. very like finger tight, guys. <laughs> Here, this is very. No, I no, I loosened it up because I knew I needed to get an aquarium head on there. So yeah. <laughs> this is totally sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of me, Phil. All right. <laughs> this that, this. Lobby. What 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 is this one called? All the advice that you get from Corey, the drum brigade is <laughs> might be suspect. Okay. I don't know. I, this resonant head, no, this yeah, resonant head is literally finger tight on this snare drum. That could be why this snare sounds like absolute crap. No, that's definitely. <laughs> I never have it that tight though. Yeah, I have I will it. say this. This is something I learned from Roy, Roy Burns, who was passed away a few years ago uh, but one thing he told me the he said a lot of the times why guys have issues with the snare drum is they think their bottom snare head is tight and it isn't and he showed me he said Chris where would you normally have it and I, I had what I thought was fairly tight and he pushed on it and kind of looked at me and said no go tighter wow. and he says that's why when guys struggle with when they then their snares sort of sound like, you know, a tom tom with snare wires taped to the bottom, or they're not quite getting that crack and that 
kind of finesse response out of it at a light thing. You know, they don't get that. Even at a light touch, they're not getting the bzz, bzz. He goes, generally, it's because they don't have the bottom head tightened enough. So he goes, if, you know, we're not talking about tightening it DCI drum core tight. But generally, if you think you have it tight, go a little farther and see what that does. See what you get when you do that. Because I think you'll be surprised. You'll go, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's a little tip I learned from him, and it really, it really works. I got to try that then. So, so what you're saying is finger tight is not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm thinking that's really not the way to go. Okay. All right, Phil. We're gonna we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back come back at you. All right, peace. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are. Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes. Onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. The Drum Brigade podcast is brought to you by Revolution Drum. Right, Funky Phil? Yes. Yeah. True Tones, which are premium drum dampers, Firefly drum key, T-Locks, Solid brass cymbal fasteners, all kinds of different things. They got a, a collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum called the Butter Cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beefy. Yes. Revolution makes forward thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. If you guys type in the code Drum Brigade 15 at checkout when you visit Revo Drum, R E V O D R U M dot com, you can save yourself 15% on any of those products. Yes. Use the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout, RevoDrum.com. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. All right, Marcos just hooked us up. We were told that Marcos had a hand in um, making a lot of the molds and a lot of the things that you guys play at Aquarian. And he just straight up fixed my spawn snare drum lug. And now we're looking for drum heads. Chris is carrying just the shell. We fixed the lug. It's very heavy. It's very heavy. It's a 40-ply. I've got a weak constitution, and I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's, it's like 40-plies, but then it also has a lot of glue in it. 40-plies. That's why I'm getting lightheaded. It's the glue. <laughs> no tone whatsoever, Phil. Don't make fun of me. All right, we're walking around the shop. We're getting, we're, we're collecting drum heads here. <laughs> all right, all right. What are we looking at here? Chris seems to think he knows the sound that I'm going for on the snare. What are these maxes? What are they? What are these? What is the sound that you're going for? It wants to sound like a wood block. Okay, well, we're almost there. All right. Um, no, are you looking? Yeah, do you just want 
just crack and nice response and good articulation? Or More of a pop than a crack. So you want you want it more controlled. You don't want a lot of. You just want the initial crack and pop, and not a lot of after ring. Yeah. Say so He's a scrapper and a rapper. <laughs> and if it was the 1920s, he might have been a flapper. <laughs> Dang. Dang, Chris, is, Chris a is a rapper. I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to boast, but I like hot butter on my breakfast toast. Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks, I want to tell you, Corey is getting very I'm nervous. alarmed. He's, we're, it's you know, not like there isn't a million other heads in here that like. If he's this he's reaching critical mass. I think. <laughs> oh let's, my god! No, let's do, let's do the top. All right, modern vintage single ply. So Corey thinks he should do a two ply modern vintage. Chris thinks we should do a one ply modern vintage. This is thoroughly interesting stuff here. All right, F it, doing it live. Corey is now wiping his hoop with a Clorox wipe, getting it sanitized. You hear that sweet tone? That's a modern vintage, not even on a drum. Chris, what would you say is the main difference between a single ply modern vintage? And uh, just a texture coated. Well, one has one. The vintage coating's a little thicker. It's a slightly different coating. So, in general, it's going to have more, not tons, but slightly more muting properties. So, it's just, it's going to give you a rounder, warmer sound, basically. And that was the whole point of the vintage series, to replicate best we could with a mylar head sort of the look sound and feel of an aged calf head that was what Roy was going for because that's what he grew up with and played you know for a good portion of his career in the early days with Woody Herman Benny Goodman um, and those type of uh, Lionel Hampton he was for many of those years he was playing on calf heads and so he did have a fondness for that he said you know when that when they worked right he goes it was a great sound but because they're so susceptible to weather and barometric things and heat and wet, they could drastically change, you know, literally overnight. If it was hot, everything would get tight and stretch, yeah. you know. And if it was kind of damp and wet, things you'd get that kind of soggy, dipped, thuddy. That's the way Corey likes it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Is this, is this a fan? This is not a family show. I'm gathering. Phil, I don't know what you're saying, but finger tight, loose and floppy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not a good idea to give Phil the. <laughs> maybe he doesn't rock the mic. I could have been wrong. Oh man! Now oh, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm now I'm thinking I should get modern vintage heads on my kit. Or I don't know what to ply. get. You can get the double ply. You can get the. Deep double ply, right? Do we need those? You, oh, oh my oh, god, oh, he oh. just pulled out a blade. He pulled a knife on us, Chris. He flips it around, and does tricks with it. Were you in a he gang? A nice knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. This ain't no joke. Oh. oh. 
He's replacing what do you call that? The, the strainer, the snare wire, snare strips. Snare. There you go. What he said. Yeah. So. Mm. Sometimes if this is super loose, all you're going to hear right here is just a tom sound. You won't even hear the snare. Right? But you all the little ghosts in there. Something I made up, I call it a flag beater. Egg beater. So egg beaters, I think, in drum corps is it's fives, and it's a three with one hand, and then two. So it's three, two, three, two, and it's called egg beaters. I put a flam in front of it, flam, flag beaters. Flag beaters. Do flag beaters right now, Corey. Go. I can't do it. I flag beaters at 20 paces. Go. I don't know what a flag beater is. I don't remember what it was. I can't. Corey failed. You do it, Phil. What is this sticking? The left hand flam, so it's. Look, it's not. So it's flag. Right, left, left, right, 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 left, left, right. An egg beater without the clam is just... Oh, boy. He's falling and he can't get up. <laughs> but it's definitely a throaty, woody drum, even... As thick as it is, yeah, do it, crank it. Yeah, let's see. Again, I think we might even go a little tighter on the bottom still. Right? This has got to stop, Chris. This has got to stop. Chris likes tight bottoms. It's over, Joe. <laughs> Fell, do a flag beater. See, this is the problem. I can never get it tight enough. 
We're gonna get this drum to sound good one of these days. Well, we've only tried. We've we've only really we've only went for one head. Yeah, but I got to think this is this is the head. This is a hundred percent better than whatever it was before. <laughs> I, I got. I, I just can't imagine that it has to be. It's got to be. Got to be. People are probably like. But this is a, how many plies is this? Forty. Forty. Four zero. And it's heavy. You know that I brought this snare in here before, and we put a we put a force ten on. I here. think I blocked it out. I'm not saying that I want to do this, but I'm saying that I wanted to see what you would say about this. How would this one differ from the, the modern vintage Deep 2? The Deep Vintage or yeah. Modern Vintage? The Deep two? Vintage. Sorry, the Deep Vintage. The Deep well, Vintage to me, 2. Now we, the only way is, is to really try it, but to me, this already is kind of a thick, woody, thuddy kind of a sound. I think that would only accentuate that, and I'm not sure if that's what you're going for. But maybe it is, and maybe we'd all be pleasantly surprised. We could all be like, wow, I'd never, you know, that's news to me. I feel like I want to try this. Do it. Take it off. We'll oh, man. Just all right. The, I might be. I might this will be another hour, folks. Okay. It's Break mon- time. It's Monday. We're going dark. The theater's <laughs> only open Tuesday. Thursday. We'll be back. I actually like that better. Corey put a Deep Vintage 2 on the drum. Everybody likes it better. You True, too, Phil? true story. Uh, it sounds pretty similar. What? Really? What? Well, it, it's like you have. It's like how you had. It sounds like the other one did with all, with all the dampening with all the dampening on it, That's but with that you don't need it on it. That's the sound that I'm going for more. Flag beaters on the deep vintage. We have a winner, Deep Vintage 2. We're done. We're done? Well, Corey's done. A ridiculously tight bottom head. Ridiculous. But either either way, it, was, it seems like it was definitely more workable than it was when it was the state that it was brought in. Yeah. Correct? Definitely. It sounds great. It sounds great. We'll be back. Okay. Now we're buying drum heads. We're back in the office. We're sitting at Chris's desk. This used to be Roy Burns' desk. This is the central scrutinizer. (laughs) There's guys handling business, so we're talking quiet. Phil's cleaning them out. He got about one of everything. Yeah. Zappa fans. The fact that that you two guys did not recognize that alarms me. Yeah, I never got that into Zappa. I gotta be honest. Me either. I have lots of respect. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my cup of tea. Okay, I don't want people to know the real total of what you're paying for these heads, but I'm guessing he's charging us. Yeah, I'm guessing he's charging you double, Phil. When you're an Aquarian artist, you get charged double or triple in my case. It's sixty percent on. (laughs) All right, we'll get back at you. We're wrapping it up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, we here we are. Okay, we're leaving Aquarian. What a great visit. 
um, there's a lot of dead air in there, Phil, because we were like working on things, fixing snares and stuff. But uh, we got set up. Phil just bought one of everything. Yeah. Um, I thought I bought a lot, but dude, my air conditioning is not working, and I'm freaking overeating in here, Chris. Whatever your name is, Phil. Huh? <laughs> I'm overheating in here. Um. All right. We're getting on the freeway. We're going back like the wind because we're both going to be late. I got a lesson. Phil's got kids to take care of. We still haven't eaten lunch. Have you even eaten today, Phil? I have not eaten. Are you going to eat? I'll eat at some point. Oh, boy. Okay. I don't know how to get home, so we're going we're gonna to chat in a minute because I got to get on the freeway. I'm hauling Bodie. Thanks to Chris and Aquarian, Gabe, all those guys for um, helping us out. And uh, we'll break it down in a minute. All right. Late. We're back. In the Cory Mobile, on the freeway, driving back to Oceanside. Yeah, we did it. The air conditioner is working. Checked yeah. out Aquarian. I got a lot of drum heads, Corey. Yes, you did, Phil. Yes, you did. I'm switching it up. Wait, it's... you're moving moving companies? No, absolutely oh. <laughs> no. I'm switching my drum heads. Up. I've been using the Super Twos and I liked them, but I'm gonna try something different. Going full modern vintage. Dang. Yeah, even on the kick drums, right? I'm doing a two ply, just straight up their modern vintage two ply on my rack toms, and then the deep vintage on my floor toms. Oh, that's gonna be a dope combo. And then I got a modern vintage super kick. I got the Force One coated for different gigs. And I got a, an additional one to use as a rezzo when I want closed front kick. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. I want a new bottom head for my snare. Oh. You didn't get new heads for the 15, though. No, I've already got some. Okay. I've got like a... Yeah, I've got two heads sitting at home for that already. I was going to say that, well, they gave us a really outstanding gear. I mean, gear. Outstanding deal. Uh, they always do. They always hook it up. But um, so I appreciate that. That's really cool. We got some like, dude. We literally. So you couldn't really tell because it was it was just a lot of like dead air silence of us walking around. But we're in the warehouse and we can just basically pull whatever we want. Like, hey, we want this head, and then they're just like, all right, cool, over here, grab it. Do you want us to take the like felt off or do you want us to leave it on? Do you want us to like? They'll just do whatever you want. Like they'll just like I I when when we were tuning the snare, I was like I want the modern vintage or I want the deep vintage. I don't know. And it was just like we put the modern vintage on, and then we were gonna like just put it back on the shelf because I was like, well, I think I like the deep vintage better. And I was like, no, I want the modern vintage too. And they're just like, all right. And they just like put it in my snare case. It was just like, yeah, you could just have your run of the mill, right? You can just take whatever you want. Like, you got to pay for it, but I mean, you don't, that's the beauty of like, like we get it, we get a discount, right? We get the product at discounted pricing as an artist. But I think a lot of people misunderstand that like when you're an endorsement, you're, you're an endorsee, you just get free product. But at the end of the day, it's like, yes, you do get like a really good deal, like discounted price because we're not like A-level guys, right, Phil? Nope. But 
you can test out and try out and just walk around the shop and just be like, hey, can I try this head? Can I try that head? And, and it's that's it. Pretty amazing. They've got like literally racks and racks of just drum heads. Every single drum head they make. Yeah, <laughs> every drum head they make and some prototypes that they're trying Which out. Which is cool because I feel like when you go to like your average music store, the Guitar Center or Sam Ash or whatever, especially the Aquarian, they don't usually have that many of their heads no. in stock. So it's, it's it can be, you know, kind of hard to find them besides ordering them on, online. But the way it works too, as as drum as Aquarian drumheads artists, we it's up to us to kind of explain to the public or explain to the average consumer, hey, I chose these heads for this reason. Or if people hear us play, they're like, man, your drums sound good. What are you using? Oh, I use this. This is what you should go for. Right? You know, it's yeah. like if that makes sense, it's like. That's why we're able to get a discount. I mean, obviously, they get something out of it, too. Like, we're talking about it on our podcast or, you know, we tell our, our students or whoever. Like I just said, people hear us. So it's not just like we're cool and they give us stuff or whatever. We're like, I don't think a lot of these guys, though, that are, like, big top-level guys, A-level guys, I don't think they... I think they get free stuff, but I don't think you can really, like, hear what they... Like, if they're playing arenas, you're not really like, oh, man, that Aquarian response, too, sounds so good on your rack, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Plus, everything's mic'd up and EQ'd, to, like, you know, when you when you see someone play live, it's... There's all sorts of bells and whistles on the drums where you, you don't really know what they actually sound like anymore, almost, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I think it's cool, um... I think it's really cool that we're able to do that, to just jump in there and, like, I don't know, take, you know, just check out different stuff, test out different stuff. I never thought, like, this snare drum would sound good on with a modern vintage snare. But, yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's cool hanging out there, too. And it's, like, it's a lot of stuff we couldn't, we couldn't record because they were talking about, like, um, prototype stuff and stuff that isn't out yet or they're talking about like personal like experiences with different artists that you know wouldn't be fair for them to talk about or you know whatever like a lot of different stuff like a lot of times Chris is like hey man are you recording yeah like maybe don't record this um, so I mean there's a lot of like good audio footage that we got that we couldn't use but anyways I mean that it's just cool. It's a cool hang, man. Those, the thing about Aquarian that a lot of people don't realize too is, like, I had a preference, personal preference before I was playing Aquarian. I didn't have an endorsement with them. I didn't have a relationship with them. I just used their stuff. And when I went to Aquarian, I got to experience that artist experience of testing out stuff because I knew somebody that like a friend of mine that like kind of um, does artist stuff with them he got me in to like test out stuff and um, Chris was like I don't know if I've told this story on there before but um, Chris was like what heads do you use now and I'm like oh I told him what heads I use and he's like have you tried our stuff and he's like do you have an endorsement with them I'm like no and he's like okay well have you tried our stuff and I'm like yeah I, I didn't really like it 
you know, if I'm being honest, like I'm always honest, like, Hey, I didn't really like it for these reasons. They didn't last very long. He's like, what did you use? I don't remember what it was. It was some single ply. It was like, the problem was I was using some heads that didn't, um, that weren't really like a fit for me, right? They were like single ply, clear, whatever's. I don't know what they were. Anyways, they didn't work out for me. Um, well, he's like, well, what do you use now? I told him, he's like, all right, we'll try these. Floated me a stack of heads for my, like outfitted my whole kit. And he's like, come back to me. Let me know what you think. Dude, I put them on and it was like game over. Game over. And, um, I had to, it took me some time. It took me a long time to figure out what my sound is on those heads, you know, like, and so now, now I have my, my deal. Like, this is what I use. This is what I sound like when doves cry. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, now I'm happy. Like there's no chance you could ever get me to play anything else, dude. No chance. Yeah. No chance. Like, I'm so happy with my, my setup. It's like not even, I mean, now now I've like settled into it, gotten used to what I, what I use. That's my sound, you know? And I, I, I always have to like, the only thing I could say that is like maybe a little bit negative is like, I struggle with snare sounds. Um, I still haven't found my, like, this is my snare sound on a couple of my snares I have. Um, but I've gotten to a place where I'm like, this works and I'm happy with it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to use a snare head tonight and, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Anyways, Phil, you got a whole different setup. Yeah. I'm excited to try it. It's yeah. going to be different. I really want to hear what you're saying. You're drunk. I feel like they're going to sound like a lot more dry than what you're like, but I think that's your kind of your sound. I picture modern, modern vintage on rat on toms to sound more dry, not warm, not round sounding. You know, they're supposed to actually sound really warm. Really? That, yeah, that's all. They're supposed to kind of be like calf, like have more warmth, more okay. warmth, more warmth than like their traditional coating. That's what Chris was saying earlier. Yeah. Well, we, we, we both have very different sounds too. Like, I feel like my drums are very warm sounding, round sounding, not dry sounding. Um, but anyways, any, everything that I've ever tried on my toms and my kick drums, I've loved. So I'm, dude, that, yeah, I'm interested to hear how your kick drum sounds. Me too. I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be dope. All right, Phil. Anything else about Aquarian? Um, no, that that covers it. It was a pretty great experience. Yeah, um, I was that was like a dream come true. I've been uh, really into Aquarian since I was like a teenager. It's like been my 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 go to drum head for a long time. So I'm, it was like pretty pretty awesome getting to go into the warehouse today. That's really cool, man. Like it's funny. Like I mean, I've I've extensively played all the companies like you know Remo and Evans like extensively (laughs) like I know what those heads sound like you know I know what they feel like I know what they play like like all of my teenage years was on Remo my whole like early career was on Remo and my buddy convinced me to switch over to Evans 
and I just like lived and breathed Evans. I thought those were the greatest heads ever. And um, now I play Aquarian, and there's no way you can convince me to play anything else. There's like, there's just no way. From my experience, and you know, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody knows, like, everybody knows what they like. It's like when I have this conversation with the Masters of Maple guys, they're like, no way, dude, Remo all day. You know, and I'm, I just, it's not that I don't like Remo. I just, it's just that I prefer to play Aquarian. And the proof is in, like, the product for me. And I love the way my drums sound with those heads on them. So. And they last forever. They last forever. I didn't even get new heads, dude. I think I got new heads last year. Whenever they had the artist party is when I outfitted my whole kit. Still haven't changed them. And I don't need to get new ones. Yeah, this is my first time changing my Tom heads on my kit since I bought it. It Dang! This was like two years ago, I think. Your mind is going to be blown, Phil. Yeah, I can't wait. Sheesh. (laughs) All right, time for a new soapbox. trying to hear that right now. Soapbox number two, Funky Phil. Woo! Oh, yeah. All right. I can't believe I almost forgot this. I remembered it while we were sitting at Chris's desk. I played at Paula Casino on Saturday, Funky Phil. Your favorite. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even... I'm not... I can tell, like... I can tell that I'm happy. I'm jazzed right now that I got new drum heads. And I'm not even close to how mad I actually was on Saturday. I was furious. They got a new stupid module on those drums. Oh, is this the Pearl one? Yes. (laughs) Complete and total garbage, people. It's straight, pure trash. Well, that's with it. You're using the Pearl module with the Roland drums, right? Yes. So it it might be better with... They're pearl triggers, right? Oh my gosh, dude. It is so, oh my gosh. I can't even tell you guys. It's bad. <laughs> it's like they're trying to take like a piece of garbage and clean it up and then make a piece of garbage like a better piece of garbage. And what that's was, what they got. All right, what was so bad? First of all, the setting that they have on it, they're they're so concerned like about changing the sound of the drums. So they have stickers all over everything that's like, do not change the drum kit. Just leave the drum kit as it is. So they have this like average sounding drum kit that's like a basically a rock kit and everything sounds it sounds like a toy drum set now like before I used to be able to get a setting that was like okay I can live with this this still sucks and there's stuff false triggering and stuff but I like it's like they they created a kit that sounds like a, a toy Mattel drum kit everything is like flat and like plastic sounding the toms it's dude it's god awful it's total crap and i'm like yeah is there any settings that we can do like on this kit it just doesn't sound right it sounds like a rock kit i'm like it doesn't really sound like what i would play like can we can we add more bass to the kick drum like it sounds like i'm just hitting like a freaking tub or something it's it's terrible He's like, I mean, I don't know, maybe. And then he, like, tries to change it, and it sounds... It's just terrible, dude. I don't know how to explain it. And I'm like, the snare drum is, like, not tight enough. Can we fix the snare? 
So he like tightens it up and I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't sound like we're going to get anywhere this. I'm like, we're, let's just leave it. I'm like, it's fine. He's like, I mean, we don't, we can't really change it because what sounds good in your ears might not sound good out front, bro. You're not convincing me that you know what sounds good out front or in my ears, period. You guys don't know what you're freaking doing. If this is what you're going with, if this is your solution to fixing the problem, heaven help us. Because, like, adding a new module was not the problem, bozos. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's a problem. Two, it's it's worse with triggering now, Phil. It's worse. Like, so, get worse? So, like, you can go do this monster drum fill and try to crash, and it's not going to pick up the crash. Yeah. Or the, the kick drum's not going to fire. So then you, now you sound even worse than you did before. With like like you're missing symbols and stuff, it's t- it's dude it's terrible, it's terrible. I'm like you guys have got to be kidding me. This is the sl- oh man wait till we get this pearl module it's gonna fix all the problems. It completely made it worse and the drums sound worse. Damn, so it just fails on all all accounts. It fails. It fails. Like it yeah I I want to say it's not that bad, but it's like there's been moments on the old kit. Where it was like, dude, this is this couldn't be any worse. It's not that bad, but it's it's not good. It's not good. The drums sound terrible. They play terrible. It's just terrible. And then not only that, the whole entire night, I have something in my ears glitching. So it's like... Like the whole time there's something like a bad cable. The whole night. The whole entire night. And it's like you try to talk to them like, hey, man, there's something glitching in my ears. Can we fix it? It's like there's there's no, like, troubleshooting. Like, oh, I think it's the bass. There's none, there's none of that, dude. There's none of the, There's no way they know even where to start on that. So you just got to live with it. You're just living with it. I'm like, dude, next month, oh, my gosh, next month I have so many gigs on my books for Paula. And I'm just so bummed. I'm just like, like I wanted to pull somebody aside and be like, listen, guys, listen, take it from somebody who like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not freaking Thomas Lang over here. I don't have an endorsement with Roland. I don't know what, what, what the move is, but can you guys like take it from a drummer that uses this stuff? Go to Valley View and see what they use. Like start with the drums. Yeah. Stop with the stupid module. The module was not the problem. You've had the same stinking drums in here for 20 years, dude. Start with the drums. Upgrade the drums. Start with that. Go into Roland, call Roland, and be like, hey, we have 50,000 people or 20,000 people that come into our facility every single day. Can you give us a discount on an actual top-level Roland V drum kit? The top state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line, $8,000 kit. Can we start with that? Yeah. I mean, like, dude, you guys fart out $8,000 every second of the day. (laughs) Can you guys just cut us a break here? You really want to fix this problem? Start with that. I know. They're, like, giving away Mercedes-Benz. There's a freaking NASCAR on the floor. <laughs> like a freaking four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar car sitting on the freaking floor, 
You know, it's like these. There's people in there that lose eight thousand dollars every second, and you can't just like, dude, start with the rolling V drums. Start with that. Don't start with the stinking Pearl module. You're playing rolling drums. Why would you get a Pearl module? <laughs> it's so dumb. Get a Pearl drum kit then. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Dude, I, I just don't understand it. There's a reason, dude. I, I mean, dude, I just did a gig at Valley View on a brand new Roland V drum. Uh, not a brand new. A, a hammered Roland V drum kit. And there was not one single stinking problem at all. Not one misfire, not one thing. That's because they have a newer kit with the same module that you used to have. The problem is not the module. The problem is these drums have been hammered every single day, seven days a week, twice a day sometimes, five sets at a time from all these fools. Don't you think you need to upgrade the drums every once in a while? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you? Oh, my. How stupid are you? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. it. Makes me so mad. At least they're not the Elisa's drums. That is true. Then that's a whole nother level of Dumbo. Yeah. Like, okay, we need to upgrade the drums. Let's and we have fifty thousand drummers playing on these every year. Let's get the cheapest drums you can get. When we make tons of money, tons of money. Let's get the cheapest drums you can get that are going to break like a student kit would break. It just doesn't make any sense. These guys are so stupid. These 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 people that they bring in like as their who knows what they are. The managers, the stage managers that they bring in to like make these make the sound sound good and all dude they don't cut any corners on smoke machines and lights you know it's like you 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 upgraded so many things and you spent the money on upgrading the module thinking that's the problem and you just made the drums like twice as worse as they were unbelievable stupid it's pretty dumb that's my soapbox i ain't trying to hear that right now all right, we're still driving, people. We're trying to get Phil back. Um, sorry, Phil, it's not going to happen by two o'clock. Are you are you making like orders? Are you like putting your affairs in order? Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to have time to eat lunch, and I got a freaking a lot of freakings in this episode, man. I'm telling you, I'm on one today. Uh, I got a seven year old lesson. Lesson with a seven year old. And then I got the showcase, lots of driving today, lots of gas being spilled, lots of of gas being burned. It was worth it. I needed to get those heads, though. Um, All right, so that's our episode number 71, uh, field trip day. No guest this week. Our guest is Aquarian. Aquarian drumheads. We got some work to do, Phil, if we're going to make this show happen. Yeah. (laughs) I got to stop getting sick. You have got to stop going on tour, Phil. I'm putting a stop on it right now. No more tours for you, Phil. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. We we have to do it. That's what we do. We're drummers. I do have to get stop getting sick. I got a trip coming up to Finland, bro. Finland? There's lots of like... And then we're going to... Do you um, need a drum tech? No, it's not a tour. It's just a vacation. Do you need a drum we're tech? We're going to... Um, <laughs> dude, if I ever needed a drum tech, Phil, you're the guy. You know how to tune a drum, bro. Yes. Take pride in it. Yes. Yeah, uh, 
if I, I'm also going to Budapest. What? And there's lots of like baths that you take. Like they call it, it's swimming pools, but they call it baths. Um, and then there's lots of uh, what are those things called? That, saunas, naked saunas. Ooh. I'm not going naked, Phil. No one's singing my seeing my ding dong. Um, but I do want to be in a little bit better shape. My my brother-in-law is ripped, buff, buff. And here I am, Flabby McFlabberson, like my snare head today. Loose and floppy, loose and floppy. That's that's what I call my chest. If I need to get in the gym, sick or not. I need to stop being sick and get in that gym, Phil. Yeah. So what are you gonna do today? Are you gonna put drum heads on? Maybe. I don't know. I got I gotta rush home and uh, watch my boys. Wash your boys. Watch. Uh, uh, uh. Charlotte's working, so I gotta. I, I'll be on dad duty for the rest of the day. I'm starving right now. I'm talking starving, and I probably won't have time to get a burrito because. My student is always early, so I'm going to try to drop you off, and they're going to be there waiting. And I'm going to be like, can I please just get a burrito? And i got to go straight up to showcase time tonight with the Schmucky Metal Band. i got to... That fresh drum head. Yeah. i got to make a stop at Best Buy. I need a camera bag. I can tell you I'm not donating my heads to Tin Roof this time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with that. Done with that, because now it's like, now, now we're there like... I don't know. They know we'll do it, so why replace the heads? Yeah, no, f that. They're good. they got to go buy their own. This time. get your own heads. Yeah, that's another place they need to replace the drum set, dude. Just get a vessel kit in there. Yeah, dude. Ding ding ding. Ding ding. Just get a vessel kit in there, a five piece. Do not get a four piece, and have him maintain it. Yeah. Never, it'll never ever happen. They're never gonna get drum heads either. Look at Flog and Molly at Horace. I just did their cruise. I know those guys. I know those guys. They're on a they're on a billboard. They're playing Horace though. Yeah. They do a lot of big bands at, at that one, right? It seems like when you're like you're big, but you're kind of like old news. That's where you play. Yeah. That make, that make, it sounds really mean, but... I mean, the, all the casinos... Like, it seems like 311 would play there. I can see that. They're not like... Yeah, 311 hasn't come out with a hit in a long time. Yeah, but they would pack a casino, probably. I, I, they would pack a casino, that is true. I, I used to like 311, but I did a tour with them. Not playing drums for them, but my band opened for them. They were straight Ds, dude. Really? Pure D's. Pure D's. <laughs> they were not cool at all, dude. 311 was not cool, dude. <laughs> they were like such big timers. Like, they each had their own bus, but we were still playing like House of Blues style places. Each had their own bus. That's what I just said. Each? Each of them. Each band member had their own bus, and then there was a crew bus. That's just absurd. And like... They didn't say hi or anything to us the whole time. They didn't even acknowledge us. Well, I mean, they're they are the pretty amazing band, right? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, Phil. <laughs> like when I was like in the '90s, I thought Chad Sexton was the dopest drummer ever. Yeah, I never really liked 311. I don't think. And dude is a, dude is a good drummer, but um, I just was watching him and I was like. 
He had. He always has like a monster set, like a monster set. Gong bass. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Two gong bases? No, but like I think he has like a gong too, like an actual gong symbol. Just ridiculous, gong and he does bass and a gong symbol. Like and he and he just didn't really do much. Like he just played like beats. It's just stupid. Stupid. Bass bass player had like huge like like four huge stacks. It's just overkill, dumb, and like yeah, it was just dumb. Whatever, 311. They were cool though in the back of the day. I like their that. I used to like <laughs> like I used to love that dude. <laughs> like back in the day, I was like, yeah, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to have an episode where you like try to sing different songs yeah. the whole episode. I'll do it. I like I'll sing like Everlong. Like like uh, sing it right now. No, no, no. I need the music. One time I heard Howard Stern do that and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And he was like dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I want to sing like some of my dad's songs, like One in a Million. You ever heard that song, Phil? One in a Million? I think so. A one in a million. <laughs> uh, and uh, I want to sing songs like that. Like, I don't know. Sing some jazz numbers for you. Oh. Funny Valentine, go. No, 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 no. Or uh, Al Jarreau. Dude, have you ever listened to Al Jarreau? Yeah. It's great, dude. It's yeah. so great. It's so funny. I always listen to Al Jarreau and I'm like, look. We all know this guy's a great singer, but how did this guy ever make it? Like, who was like, hey, I got this new singer. Hear me out. He's a little twangy, okay? (laughs) He's a little twangy. You know, it's like, but in the 80s, that dude was like the dude. Like, my dad, Summer's dad, my wife. Like, um, yeah, he was the guy. Like, he was the guy. Uh, then you listen to his stuff though And it's like dude this is like In the 80's this was heavy man Big time I'm gonna have a I'm just gonna have a have a Episode where I just sing Alright for my next number This song's about by a late great Al Jarreau And then the music starts and I just start singing Look at that face His face is so awesome Why does he sing like that, dude? My dad loves Al Jarreau, dude. My dad loves a bit of him. Oh, pops. Bobby McFerrin and him, dude. There's a Key and Peel skit that's like Bobby McFerrin, Bobby McFerrin battling Al Jarreau on like a scat off. It's amazing. It's amazing, dude. Um, yeah, those are two guys. You know that the record executive is like, "Hey guys, I'm presenting." It's like the presentation meeting. Um, you know, everybody brings somebody. Like, hey, I got this guy. You know, have you heard of um, George Duke? Yeah, George Duke. He's coming out with a new album, and um, I'm sure this is how it goes down. Well, Stevie Wonder's coming out with a new one, and they're just like, "Yeah, man," but I mean, we've done Stevie Wonder already. We've done George Duke already, you know, and then, and then it's like, well, the guy's sweating, but he's like, he kind of, he's going for it. He's like, this, now's my chance. 
Well, guys, I do have an idea. Hear me out. <laughs> he is twangy, okay? They're just like, twangy? Like he's a country artist? No, 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 no. And then they just they just play. They're just like, what is this? <laughs> and they go with it and it's boom. It just blows up, dude. Just blows. Bill Cosby just like takes a liking to him. <laughs> you know, and that's when the Cosby show is hot, you know, and it's just boom, big time. Yeah, the Cosby show. And now it's nostalgic for all of us, like, late 30, 40-year-old guys because our parents listen to them. <laughs> Sometimes, dude, I'll just wake up in the morning and I'm just, like, listening to Al Jarreau with my, my wife. is like, why do you listen to old music? I'm just like, because it's good, girl. Makes me feel good. Yeah, you know he's dope. Um, yeah. <laughs> Al Jarreau. Like, people who listen to the show, I'm guessing, don't know who Al Jarreau is. Some of them got to. Altero's dope. I don't care what you say, Phil. I like him. Uh, anyways, all right, let's wrap this thing up, Phil. We're already in San Onofre. San Onofre. We're going to be passing the border check. We're almost to Oceanside. And uh, and then we're just going to, you know, we're just going to wrap this show up. It's show number 71. 71? Yeah. Having some fun. 71 is all about fun. We're going, we went to Aquarian. We did the whole thing. We bought heads. We talked to Chris. Chris dropped a bunch of movie quotes to us. Talked to Gabe. We didn't get much of Gabe, but Gabe's the homie, dude. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we drove and we, we got on soapboxes. I'm in a little bit better mood now, Phil. I'm in a little bit better mood much, now. Much better mood. That's yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Phil. I was mean in the morning. I just was not feeling good. And uh, just wasn't feeling like this is this is what I wanted to do today, but it ended up being good. It's a great day. Thanks for recommending going on a field trip. Field trip for the win. Where's our next field trip gonna be? Sam Ash. No, we're not gonna get anybody to talk to us on a on a podcast. No, it'd be fine. I've never I haven't been to the one in, in San Diego. It's, it's gonna be the most boring episode ever. We're just gonna walk in and be like, hey, yeah, hey guys, can I help you with anything? And we're just like, nah. Yeah, I guess that would be pretty boring. I don't know. Where do you want to go? Masters of Maple. Yeah! Or you go to Doc Sweeney's, but that would be boring as heck, too. <laughs> we can go, like, we can do, like, a San Diego day. Like, go to Drum Flip, go to Vessel, go to Doc Sweeney's. Could be fun. Yeah. It could also be dumb as heck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, we could, we could figure it out. All right, we're going to work on it. Or we might just go hiking one day or something. I don't know. Not even, not even drum-related. Yeah. We still got to do our drum head or, or, uh, where you have a, a, a bandana over your eyes. Yeah, but that's going to be, like, a lot of work, and that's a that's a, that's a a drum-like uh, web show thing. That's true. Like, that's going to be a lot of work. First of all, we need a bunch of different companies to give us, like, 10 or 12-inch rack toms. True. I mean, if you want to call on these people and set this up, I'm down to put a blindfold on and try it. But yeah, maybe. And then we gotta get the same heads. That's gonna be expensive. What you got these ambitions, Phil? Like, what? You just trying to think out of the box or what? That's how I do. I guess. All right, I'm not shooting it down. I'm down to do it. I'm just saying. Seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Someday. 
Yeah. When we have a budget and we have people that actually listen to this show. We should just go test drive cars. That I can do. Let's go test drive some Teslas. I'm going to need a new car pretty soon. I'm planning on getting a new car at the end of this year. Cybertruck. I'm not getting a dumb Cybertruck. Cybertruck. I'm telling you right now, though, if I can find one that's affordable, I probably will be driving a Tesla. <laughs> Me and Mike Johnston. Dude. Does Mike Johnston have one? Bro, he got one before they were, like, popular, when they were super expensive. Really? He was, like, one of the front runner, not front runner, but, like, pioneers of Tesla. But does Stan Bicknell have one? Bicknell, sorry. Stan Bicknell lives in Australia, and I don't know what they drive, what he drives there. What Seems you- like he walks and he, he just runs everywhere because he's in outstanding shape. <laughs> That's true, he just runs. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I'm probably going to get a new car pretty soon. This car is... It's got me through some situations. It's a good car, though. It's time to get a new one, though. But i got to make it last for the until the end of the year. What's wrong with this one? It's just getting old, Phil. 189,000 miles on it. Dude, Jody's almost got 300,000 miles. Does he drive a Mazda? No, he drives a Scion. Wow. Well, maybe I'll just keep it going. Not have a car payment. Yeah. I just can't be stranded on the side of the road for a gig, you know? And I'm worried about that. Yeah, I feel you. How many miles does your car have on it? I think it depends on the one. I think they're both around like 140. That's it? Yeah. Dang, I thought you had been way more. Well, anyways, my next car is going to be electric, I hope. I'm not getting the Hyundai Kona, people. Don't even recommend it. It's not my style. Um, all right, dude, I've, I'm rambling here. I'm rambling. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this thing up, dude. Gosh, before I get on another soapbox. All right, it's episode 71, Drum Brigade Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Aquarian for hosting us today for our field trip. Thanks for the great deal on Drumheads. And thanks to you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.